you're rocking the, the jet green right now. Adam Sandler. Right. Number one, you were rich, Eisen. The second will be, I see Brad Hirschberg <laughs> being your father. Dennis Miller. The autumn wind is caused by global warming. <laughs> Uh, a legend in the booth, Jim Brockmire. I do love watching Tebow play. I mm-hmm. gotta say, he just he combines all oh, the fiery leadership of Ray Lewis with the uh, with the throwing ability of Ray Lewis. <laughs> and uh... I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen podcast. Here's your host, Rich Eisen. It's a new edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast, everybody. The last one for the month of June. The next podcast we do will be in the month of July. Wow. The month training camps open. It is around the corner, people. Around the freaking corner. Are you ready for the season to start? Chris Law, I'm ready for the season to start the day after the Super Bowl. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? Picking confetti out of what's the rest of my hair. I'm waiting for the season to begin. I... Chris Brockman, Rich, do you feel the same way, or do you do not feel the same way? You know what? I, you enjoy I, the break? I enjoy a little bit of break. It also gives you a chance to kind of catch up on some of the other sports. What other sports are there? I don't know. What, what, these sports that you talk about, what are you talking about? That's only, that's only what I've heard, Rich. It's only what I've heard. That's what people tell me. Oh, man. What a fun show we've got in store. Just one guest. It's Adam Carolla. Who I love. We don't need another guest with him. I think he is one of the funniest guys to walk the planet. He's what we call standalone. He is standalone. He's well, his podcast is as well. The Adam Carolla Show, the Adam Carolla Podcast that he, uh, he does on his uh, Ace Broadcasting Network. Broadcasting Network label. He has a label. Other podcasts are filling in behind him. Um, and uh, he always has unique takes on everything. And he's got a new book out called Not Taco Bell Material. What does that even mean? I think, uh, I think that he applied for a job at Taco Bell. And oh, he he's didn't, not he Taco didn't get Bell the material. job. And he and was they told. told. They told him like he was not Taco Bell material. <laughs> not Taco Bell material. And it's all about his upbringing and, and, um, and, and how he went from odd job to odd job to odd job and cobbled together uh, enough of, a, of uh, I guess, an existence, a subsistence, to get him to where he is today. Yeah, what's And there's all these amazing. stories in there. There's some hilarious stories in there, and we're going to ask him about a few of them. And then, of course, ask him about his Rams. He loves the Rams. He loves Marshall Falk. Yeah. He loves um, his, his, his reason, his raison d'etre is to try and create, as you know, as he said many times on this show, a third goalpost to go in between the two uprights on a on a on a football uh, field goal upright. Better known as the the atom pole. The atom pole. I think we where, should skip where the if, kicking if, today. If, well, if a kick, well, we will. You know, I, I me kicking him in the ass. Right. We don't need that again. I think that was two visits ago. Yes. And just shows you that thankfully he comes back. But uh, he wants that third pole right in the middle for uh, a kicker. If the kicker is as straight as an arrow, as true as a kicker can be, to kick it through the uprights and hits that middle pole, it should be worth five points. I like that. Which would make the game interesting. That, you know, how many times that a team is just going down the field and down four, down five that the, the middle pole might actually make the game more exciting. I wonder how many coaches would let their kicker try. Never. Coaches never going to do that. Because, no. you know, the kicker is in his ear the whole time. Hey, coach, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. 
Can well, just- I mean, that's the whole thing, too, is that, you know, is there a penalty for trying? If there's no penalty for trying, well, no, there's no big deal. Like, like if you-, you don't hit the pole, but it still goes in, it's three points? It should still be that way, yeah. That's, that's the rule. Well, I thought Adam said that you just go straight for the five and you get five or nothing. Yeah, it's got to be that because then you'd right. be going for it every time. That's true. Right. It's got to be. Uh, you, you, have, you have Never to happen. declare I'm going Never for happened. five Never happened. Never happened. Foregoing the short no, three. Not. Unless, unless not, they but. have to do it. So, But at any rate, he's coming on the show and um, we're excited about it. Is there, is there still a buzz in the building from Olivia Munn's visit? There's a buzz in the building. Engineering. Uh, we just made a stop by. <laughs> we just made a stop by engineering yeah. to... Uh, we're you know we're trying to make some upgrades and stuff, and uh, both the guys in engineering go, "Hey, who who was that? Who was that little number in pink uh, that was in there? That yesterday? little number in pink. <laughs> that little Philly. You you are uh, clearly paraphrasing what they clearly paraphrasing. Like, they, was, nobody nobody around here talks like they're in the Roaring Twenties. She was a hit among a former defensive lineman who works here as well. Yeah. Sapper. Yeah, Warren, Warren Sapp stopped in for the interview as well, and he uh, he did. I yeah. didn't see him. Oh, he was in the control room. He was in yeah, the control room yes, with Arakbo, who was in there as well. It's starting yes. to get quite, uh, quite a locker room atmosphere. Yeah, a little bit. Wait a minute, and and weren't Olivia's so people there. in there as well? Yes, as well? It got a little awkward because Brockman and I are in there with Sarah, who's you know running the audio board, and uh, yeah. Sap comes in and. It wasn't that he didn't know who these people were because there was three people, you know, two makeup artists and her he didn't publicist. Care who those? He people just didn't were. care. Right. And just started going off. Oh, and saying, of course, Arakpo is there and us, so he just tuned them out and he was speaking to his audience. Yeah, and uh, he, you know, he was commenting on. I think Olivia was talking to you about her sideline reporting. Yes, yeah, she yeah. wanted to be Melissa Stark. Yeah, exactly. She and uh, she was saying something along the lines of, you know, I just I felt like. Like people didn't care what I was saying, and, and or something like that. And that is... Brock, why don't you tell them what Sap then? Said? Uh, I'm not going to say what Sap said, but you can guess. So okay, wow. Sap basically, yeah. And this is again in front of all her, <laughs> in front of her all her people. people. So then I had to go out because Denise, our lovely makeup artist that works here, yes, uh, was walking by, and I said, Denise, you got to get Warren out of there. Yeah, like, tell Warren he's got to be on set. I was like, right, I, yeah, tell go. Warren he's got something oh, to do. Right. So she came in and saved the day and got Warren out of there. Although Arakpo took. Uh, Took homage to what she said, umbrage to uh, what she said about the athletes running around, being being guys who just cheated on their wives. This was good. Arakpo uh, did not appreciate that. He goes, he goes, and what, Hollywood doesn't do that? Right, right. Yeah, it was great. It was really funny. He's like, oh, oh, the, oh the, the, the Puritans and Saints over there in Hollywood. Nice. It was good. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Fun. That's uh, downloadable for you right there. Behind Olivia the Munn scenes. and Brian Arakpo, a, uh, a Sooner and a Longhorn. Exactly. Uh, Beauty and the Beast. A Red River shootout right here. A Red River <laughs> right, shootout right. right here on the podcast. All on one show. And now uh, here comes Corolla. And uh, this is going to be fun. Is there anything uh, newsworthy that we should be discussing? Yeah, this is uh, so. This little behind-the-scenes stuff is uh, what you're going to get when Brockman and I host our own little overtime podcast starting in season. It's going to be a little ten-minute extra what? on the edition. Oh, you, we didn't tell you about this. Oh, breaking Rich? news, Rich. Breaking, what? We're breaking news to you. What's happening? We're going to do a little behind-the-scenes wrap-up show. Little eyes and overtime. Little eyes and overtime. No. Brockman and Law. Really? A fifth quarter. Law's idea. Fifteen well, minutes. How about this? Let, before we before we expand the brand. How let's we, let's let's try and polish what we have. Fair enough. I saw a tweet today from somebody complaining that the open of this show has been the same for quite some time. Tweeted at you, Law. Tweeted uh, at you, Brockman, and, and at this. me. Should we even let, let me? Let but me, of course, let we, me go through my timeline here. But, let me let me give a shout out to this guy. But uh, we have nothing to do with that, Rich. That's 
That's a law. That's thing. law. That's, that's a, law. That's a law thing. Right? I mean, I guess it's because Chris is too busy being in meetings. Do you, do you have it, Rich? I got to it. Actually, you have it. Who was it? Uh, Christoph Henricks says, "When does the Eisen podcast intro yeah. get changed? Finally, I'm tired of hearing Sandler, Miller, and Brockmeyer. Yeah, how long has that open been in place? That one's been, Sandler uh, was week was like week eleven of last season, right? Look, that Brad Hershberg hasn't line. been on since Brockmeyer has not been on since the post Super Bowl show, right? All right, all right. And I Dennis did. Miller's been on. So again, before we expand the brand, <laughs> do better what we do. Yes, improve. There are there are battles to be fought and won that are currently being waged, as opposed to opening a new front. All right, all you right. understand what I'm saying? You can't fight a two front war. It's tough. I think the Russians gonna... tried. The Germans tried it. Germans tried. How did that work out for them? Not so much. Jeez. All right, I'll get a new. I'll get a new open in there. Um, I think what I'm <laughs> going to start doing is when we have. Do you have? Hold on a minute. Do you later today have a meeting? Uh, Do to you check. later today have a meeting? Choose your answer wisely. I have to check wisely. my calendar. You have a Choose meeting, your don't wisely. you? I can't. I, I, Brockman, I tell misremember, me, tell Rich. Me, Rich, tell I, me if I, mis- I am wrong. I misremember. Who meets more than him? Look. And the rest of the NFL.com and NFL. Those guys have more meanings than names you drop. Look, we have a <laughs> lot. <we, laughs> that's, that's what we call bringing it back. <laughs> Wait a minute. Let's not get off topic here. How many meetings? Um, he had a one yesterday that you were late. You had to push back, right? I did have to push back a meeting yesterday because we ran late. And then okay. I had one. I came to the podcast today from a meeting. But, look, we have what a What were you meeting about today? Uh, Fantasy Live on NFL. When does that com. debut? When does that debut? Uh, we start doing pre-tapes and just video on demand stuff for right. the site uh, in a week and a half. Yeah, you got to get started. And then the sh- I mean, the fantasy football, yeah. that push is coming. The show yeah. actually starts, though. We're starting this week, this year way early. It's the second week of August uh, with our live shows. That every, doesn't sound too early for me, though. Every day. It's, it's early. For and fantasy football? People, a, that's when people are getting really ready to go. It's true. Really it's when people are ramping go. up. And then we have a I summit. thought you were going to say, like, next week. Now, that would be early, like pre-July 4th no, is early for we'll fantasy. We'll have a lot of video on demand stuff for, for the month of July, but the so, actual show start. So you have to start meeting. Yeah, and then I'm, I'm producing a new show called Week in Review. So it's a whole new show from scratch. What is that? It's, uh, Let it's me like guess, a, it reviews the week? Yes, there you go. Just to <laughs> sum it up. Which, uh, and, and which weeks are this? Preseason uh, weeks? This, no, this is going to start September 7th as the first Training Well, you know what you got to do in late June for that. You got to start meeting. You got to start meeting. Got to have meetings. There are meetings Let's to meet. be had for this. Let's meet. Meetings about meetings. Yes. No wonder he's always sending emails to us, Brockman. Let's. We 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 got to meet. We got to have this. a meet. You're you're you're. Seriously, we never have any. You're meetings. like a Pavlovian dog. The three of us. You're trained look, to meet. You could count the meetings that the three of us have had on a on a one, single on hand. A, on, on a hand. hand. They, they, on a hand. Yeah, they do usually take place like right before we tape too. Let <laughs> me ask you again. I ask you one last time before we get to Corolla. Do you have a meeting? Later today, Let me, I'm pulling up my calendar. If you can give it about eight to ten more seconds, it what should. What do you mean load. you're pulling up your calendar? I don't know. These things are put put on my. The answer is others. three letters. I'm not beginning I'm not in Y. Organizing it ends these with an S and an E in the middle. You okay. have a meeting. You later definitely today. have a meeting. Why today? are you avoiding it? You have a meeting later today. Your meeting. Uh, I do. I have a staff Duh! meeting at two to three. A staff meeting. <laughs> yeah. So it's everybody, right? Yeah. This is our weekly. We have a once a week to review. You know, we have. Uh, what are you reviewing? They're reviewing the week about setting up week in review. Con- <laughs> content that's been <laughs> developed in development. I don't know, Rich. Seriously, and this is this is this is a media group, Brockman, 
you could Skype, right? This is the internet. This you is, could call in. You're about FaceTime. the internet. Right. I am about the internet. FaceTime it. Yeah. Oh, and that's go, an hour long? What is it? GoToMeeting.com or Usually something. Usually ends a little early. We have some folks in NFL film. Uh, one of our producers is at film. Oh, the so East Coast. He's, he's oh, so, East that, Coast. So, so that poor schnook's got to stay he's from five stay to late. six. Yep, yep. <laughs> well, uh, you might as well make sure that the Mount Laurel traffic dies down before you get in your car anyway. Yeah, exactly. You know how heavy it you is You know, those, those jug handles can really clog up around 515. Oh, Jeez. man. Out there in South Jersey. Good news is no meetings tomorrow on the schedule. No, oh, of course we don't, we don't have to tape anything we tomorrow. Are. So we're no, no, we are. Yeah, we are taping. We got tomorrow. no. We don't say who. Yeah, yeah. Don't say who. But we are taping. Oh, that's tomorrow. right. You're right. Oh, great. Okay, meeting free. Meeting tomorrow. free tomorrow. All right. Hey, Rich, you want to meet tomorrow at no. eleven to discuss? No, <laughs> get off. You got to go to cold turkey in this meeting stuff, dude. Ugh. All right. Uh, good times. Adam Carolla, let's get to him. Pleased to have back on the Rich Eisen podcast a man who is uh, as prolific as they come, the most downloaded podcast on planet Earth, and now yet another New York Times bestselling book, Not Taco Bell Material. Adam Carolla, good to have you Great back Great to on. see you, Rich. Uh, the back, actually, it's funny. The back of the book is okay. funny because... What's that? Well, I had this interesting conversation with my editor she said show we need something for the back of the book yes. so uh, they said well take a picture of you find a picture of you doing comedy or doing something and uh -huh. then come up with just a funny little saying right at the bottom of it so my first impulse was all right show picture me and then it'll say adam lives in mill valley california with his partner and his adopted son, <laughs> Satchel Blue. And she said, I don't get it. Because that's what happens. You, yeah. have, you have an editor in New York who doesn't get stuff. Sure. So I said, okay. Uh, so I found a picture of me doing carpentry from back in the day. Back in the day. And I wrote the joke that I say when people say to me, I go, uh, I used to be a carpenter. Mm -hmm. And they go, yeah, just like Jesus. And I go, yeah, except for I didn't gouge the elderly. <laughs> okay, so that's... I was and that's what's on the back of the that's book. What's on, that's on the book. He was a carpenter just like Jesus, except he didn't gouge the elderly. <laughs> now, I sent that to my publisher, and she said, she wrote me an email back that said, I like the picture of you doing carpentry, uh -huh. but I've checked with everybody on the floor, and nobody has any recollection of Jesus gouging the elderly. Is that in the Old Testament? And I said, no, it's a joke. Yes, yeah, so did research? She go did she Google Jesus? She researched, she, she did. And then she sent it to my agent, ba James Baby Doll Dixon, Baby Doll. Baby Doll, and Baby Doll wrote me back, and he wrote me an email that said, not only was Jesus not known for gouging people, yes. But especially not the elderly. <laughs> and I was like, am I taking crazy pills here? Right. Whenever you, I like when people make the joke for you and they go, especially <laughs> not the elderly. And I said, yes, that's, that's why I said that's the, the elderly. And then my wife showed it to her friend and she said, I don't get it, but I'm a Jew. And, said, <laughs> <laughs> and then they said, she said, well, maybe if you'd use someone like Mother Teresa, people would have got it. Right. And I said, does Jesus have some sort of 
Was there a phase like Jesus, the high school years where right. he ran, he got in with a bad crowd and he was smoking right. or something like I thought Jesus had a pretty squeaky clean reputation, but maybe I'm wrong. The square pegs era of, of, right. uh, of Jesus. And people are like, listen, I'm no theologian, so I don't study. And I'm like. I think it's pretty clear that Jesus did not gouge elderly people. I got it the minute you okay. started talking about it. Thank you. And, and that's what this book is about, not about you uh, poking fun of uh, the Lord's son. No. Uh, but the fact is that, you know, your upbringing and sure. your, would you call it hard scrabble? Your upbringing? Not, we had Warren Sapp in here a moment ago. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, uh, I would have, I would say hard scrabble, egg whites, hard scrabble. <laughs> there's a egg whites version of hard scrabble. Right. And then there's Michael Irvin, hard scrabble. Sure. You, you know what I mean? There's a, yes. there's, there's hard scrabble, egg whites. Yes. And then there's leaving the yolks. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so not for Warren Sapp, but for me. Right. I mean, right. different story. In that a respect. little welfare and uh, some food stamps and, you know, a little divorce and uh, a sprinkling of poverty and, you know, do, raise yourself, do your own thing. And so what is the what is the message? Is there a message in not Taco um, Bell material? Uh, you know, I, a couple of there's a couple things. Uh, you know, one is uh, I know what it's like to have somebody have be cut off at the knees because they're getting just enough to subsist. You know, my, we lived and there's a picture of it somewhere in the book, but we lived in a house and we didn't have to pay rent because it was my grandmother's rental house. She bought a second house. It was Mm -hmm. dilapidated. It was broken down, but we got a roof over our head. We got a check from the government and we got some food stamps and it was just enough for everyone not to really have to do anything and do nothing. We did. I know I sounded like a rabbi when I said that. Do nothing. Do nothing. We did. did. (laughs) And, you know, it was fun. It was weird because I was on uh, Bill O'Reilly's show and he said, and I think he was right. He said, or at least right in asking the question, he said, was your mom a smart person? And I said, well, I guess we'll never know (laughs) because she never had to go out right. and get it. and But why would he ask you that question? I don't know why. I guess the idea was, well, why were you getting welfare if people had brain cells to rub together? My family wasn't dumb. Right. They just didn't have that fire in their belly. And the book is about basically stoking that fire in your belly and going out and doing something. Certainly in these times as well. Yes. I yes. mean. Oh, look, we, we do that thing all the time. And, it you know, uh, I, I know every time Bruce Springsteen starts a song, he talks about a lot of hard work and good people that are out of work these mm-hmm. days and yeah. blah, blah, blah. But let's face it. There's a lot of a-holes that are out of work and a lot of people that are horrible <laughs> at work that are out of work and a lot of right. bad employees are out of work. Uh, who do you know who's really good? Like, who do you know who busts their ass, who's really good at what they do, that's out of work? Me. That's an actual question to me. Yeah. I don't it's know. No, I don't know. Nobody. I, right. Exactly. Nobody. Uh-huh. The, the point is, is bust your butt, get five jobs, and you can lose three of them. You'll still have two. And which jobs? What, what was the oddest job you had as you were trying to make ends meet? Well, obviously, gay porn. Actually, ends meet was one of the <laughs> make ends meet. Yeah, two. You you were you were in yeah. the sequel, I think. Yeah. Well, they started at two, so right. it's confusing. <laughs> and then three was a prequel. <laughs> uh, 
I mean, carpet cleaning, which is horrible right. because you just be at some Denny's in the middle of the night when it was closed or Sizzler or something, you know, cleaning uh, the carpet. Well, it's it, weird restaurants in, after they've – at 2 a.m., like after they've closed down. Good. There's nothing weird. good the There's floor. nothing good on the floor. And, uh, you know, digging ditches and swinging a hammer and doing earthquake rehab. Yeah, what, what's the work. earthquake rehab? What is that? What, well, what? that's that's horrible because that was going to those buildings in downtown L.A. that were all brick facades. Odds old built in the 20s and 30s, uh-huh. and they're not earthquake proofed, or they weren't earthquake proofed. And brick and masonry and unenforced masonry is horrible in an earthquake. It mm-hmm. just comes down like a you know a, a temple built like of a matzah, ton of, like a ton of ton bricks, of bricks right. right? And uh, so we had to get down and crawl underneath the crawl space of these buildings and start digging footings and start from the bottom and work our way up. But the real problem with all these buildings is they were low-income rental, subsidized rental units for crazy old people, essentially. You don't realize who's... You know when you're driving down the the 110 freeway and you look to the left and you see the Staples Center and you look to the right and you see some old crappy five-story apartment building with some T-shirts drying outside and you go, who the hell lives in there? Imagine going... Going into every one of those units, and then imagine what they smell like. And then retrofitting it for oh, earthquake preparedness. Stripping walls completely, taking cabinets off walls, stripping them, cockroaches everywhere, putting up shear wall tension anchors and shear anchors, and then putting the cabinets back while the crazy old people, uh-huh. they don't go to work. They're just sitting in their bathrobe in black socks. <laughs> Yelling at you the Where's whole time. Where's my cheese whiz, boy? <laughs> yeah, just standing around complaining about the government. One guy... And, oh, boy, do those – they were all singles. None of them had a bedroom. They were just Murphy bed. Murphy beds you know, coming down, and sure. And a kitchen, t- kitchenette. And wall-to-wall carpet, and they just smelled of lard and old people. And uh, one guy collected – he took all the panels. Remember the milk cartons with the missing kids on the, on the sure. panel? He would cut out every panel – and stack them. And he probably bought like two oh. half gallons a week and over the course of 20 years stacked to the ceiling. Of missing children's Just photographs? the missing kids' panels. Yeah. Oh my God, that's like Silence of the Lambs. It like really put the a... lotion in the basket. It is, yeah, it is crazy. Oh my, are you serious? What, what, did you ask what he was doing? Or I find when you, you ask just... crazy people what they're doing, it's rarely satisfactory. <laughs> like it's never, oh, I'm shooting a doc. It's right. always like, why? Do you know like, any milk people? Like, you never get, you don't it's get a never good satisfactory. If, whether the guy's wearing a Napoleon hat and running around <laughs> or whether he's cutting out, it's rarely, rarely at the end of the exchange oh. you go, oh. I'm now satisfied. Yeah, that's, that's good. Let's move on, right? I, I can check that <laughs> right. box and move forward. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's usually, oh, my God. No, you don't engage. Yeah. I would, you know I just, I mean? I would, I'd, I'd still like to know. What in the world that was all well, about? And plus, I don't know if he washes the back of it. it did there not has to be some sort like of curdling situation. Yes, it did not smell, but but it was overwhelmingly. You know, when you'd open the door, it was oh. nothing but space heater and gym sock that that sort yeah. of that sort of hit. You, well, I'm you glad know? you retrofitted that man's place for earthquake. Because I mean, units. I could only see what what would happen to that stack oh. if it was all jostled around in some sort of. Oh, yeah. 6.8 no, on way, the Richter. If anything happened to those people, we'd never have a cure for Parkinson's or cancer <laughs> or anything else. We'd be lost. Our space program would be completely lost. So also in this book, um, you reveal the fact that you don't have a middle name mm-hmm. as well. I've, um, 
I heard about that story. I'd love for you to recount that. Why do you? You're just Adam Carolla. There's no well, middle name in the. There is birth. one now. Okay. Um, I have no middle name. Um, I was always, you know, now it, it didn't bother me as much as a kid, but now mm. that everyone has eleven middle names, <laughs> like when they go Little Dakota, Apple, Montana, <laughs> Brooklyn, <laughs> Johnson, and it's like, oh, please, with their, it, it, it's first off, it rubs it in my face. Secondly, yeah. you should get one middle name. Mm-hmm. That's it, because there's that debate: do you name it after? The first name of the father on That's the, the wife side, or the first name of the you know yeah. flip a coin. But when you can just name it everybody in your family, right? Eh, kind of takes the pressure off. <laughs> yes, it, it does. It, That's it, why but, they do it. It's funny they're doing with middle names what they're doing with participation trophies, which is everybody, <laughs> everybody gets a middle name now. You know, everybody's dad's going to be happy. Mm-hmm. So um, I did not have a middle name. I, it was unclear why. Um, I spoke to my dad about it as an adult. He gave me the worst answer a father can give to a son, which is, uh, I said, dad, why? I was probably 41. I said, dad, why no middle name? Mm -hmm. And he went, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I went, wow, that's it. There you go. And he said, did you ask your mom? And I said, yeah, I will ask her. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, I said to my mom, mom, why no middle name? And she said, did you ask your dad? Oh, no. And I thought, oh, please. I wanted to hear some story where you're arguing yeah. over something and you finally decided not to, you know, you'd get divorced over it. So yeah. now, the bloom evidently was off the rose when I was still in the hospital as a, as an infant. So no middle name. And there, by the way, when you have no middle name, there's that box that just mocks you when you're filling out paperwork. <laughs> right. Middle name, middle initial, you have nothing. You don't Standardized I, tests, what are you yeah, going to do? I don't know what to I draw. Mean, if I draw a zero through it where they, where they think it's Oswald or something. A, like, what, what, should I draw a line through it? I like, think it's like a prince-like symbol. The, right. the artist yeah, formerly known like, as whatever. So I would just like leave it empty, and mm-hmm. it seems like it, it, the paperwork's incomplete now. So I was uh, I was at the DMV filling out some paperwork, probably in like 86, 87, and there it was, mocking me, middle name. Mm-hmm. And the Lakers were in the middle of one of their runs with uh, the Celtics back in the day, Bird right. and Johnson and everything. I just wrote Lakers. Lakers. I, it was just one of these, it was like almost like middle name word association. Like somebody said, what are you thinking about right now? And I just went, Lakers. And I just wrote Lakers. And so it just said Adam Lakers Corolla. And Is that on your driver's license right yeah. now? I'll show it. No kidding. Yeah. Adam Lakers, because it sounds more like a vanity license plate name than, than an actual middle name that <laughs> you fill you'd, out at a you'd, DMV. You probably have to pay a lot to get that. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to blur yeah. it. We're going to, okay, yeah. I'll hold it up and I'm going to blur it out. Uh, everything else, we'll bl- we'll blur out the uh, the the numbers and everything. But that is it, Adam Lakers <laughs> Carroll. Get out of here! And it's funny too because you know I'm a Lakers fan, but I'm not that into them. It's a, like it's it's funny. That's a tattoo you can't get rid of. Now. No, I know. I mean, There's no laser that can remove that, <laughs> and it ends up on all like the deed to your house and every piece every piece of paperwork that comes. It all comes off of that. It all it it, it's, oh, it shows our man. system is fairly flawed. Like uh, who's who, yeah. who's your football team? Who'd you grow up? Well, watching? I mean Jets and Giants in I New York. Yeah, just, like like. Right. Rich Jets Todd Eisen. or something like that. Rich Todd, I would, you yeah. know, I could have done that. Rich Jets, Eisen would Rich have been. Rich Emerson, Boozer, Eisen. <laughs> right, the two names. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I would think you'd I like go Rams. Boozer would be funny too. Rich Boozer, you, Eisen. <laughs> 
uh, at the DMV. Right. Uh, yeah, out, probably right, not like, good when the cop pulls you over. You know, you were swerving. <laughs> <laughs> right in the name. So write whatever you want. Evidently, you can write whatever you want in there, and they oh, don't check. They, so, and, that's... and then it just goes on, and it, it'll be on my headstone. <laughs> Adam Lakers Corolla. I would think you'd put Rams, though. I mean, I would have. Roman or uh, Ro- Gabriel were, or we something. If we were or... in the middle of uh, Ferragama, if we Ferragama. were in the middle sure. of a Rams season sure. and they were making a run, mm-hmm. I would have. But it just so happened we're in the middle of the Lakers. You know, it's just a month. You know, could have been Dodgers, depending on what what was going on at the time. I was probably watching, you know, game four Celtics-Lakers the night before. (laughs) And then there I was the next morning at the DMV with not a lot to think about at the time. I mean, to be honest, you know, I was 22 or something. And I didn't have a whole lot of stuff in my mind. So you're in your third decade of having... Your middle name as Lakers. Yeah. I mean, it would have been on there since that. 86, 87, or whenever the Celtics. You could, yeah, sure. you could probably do the Celtics. You could do the math. Yeah, Lakers, man. But you could be like Ocho Cinco, though, and change mm-hmm. it. You could change it now. Mm-hmm. I mean, would you change it to Falk? Would, mm-hmm. you, would you go there? Mm-hmm. Is he in the building? He's not in the building right now. I was looking in the parking lot for his car. <laughs> First Magic Rams helmet I mobile. I know that's right. He does drive the helmet golf cart, does he not? Don't ruin it for me if he doesn't. No, he does. He okay. does. Yes, okay, he does. He, you, you drive, he drives it all. Yeah, the time. I looked all over. I looked all over. Yeah, it was from, not. No, there. Marshall's not here. I, I knew you'd be disappointed. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. I walked into the building and I did what I normally do for Marshall. I did the. <laughs> I don't smell excellence. <laughs> Oh, I got a whiff of Eisen. Oh, oh, and some sap mixed in. Oh, God. I got used to bathroom. Yeah, so he's not in the building. He is not in the building. The whiff of of the whiff of excellence. Well, from Marshall. Let's keep this short then because I'd like to go look for him. He's driving the helmet golf cart. The helmet golf cart. The old old throwback ramps. The throwback ramps, helmet golf cart. That's what he does. Exactly. What's the story about. Molly Ringwald's sister. Mm. What's that one about? That's well, in this book, and then we won't give away too much more from this this book. Not Taco Bell material. I was. It, it sounds. It sounds. I realize a lot of the stories in this book sound made up. They they are not. I I was every every story in not Taco true. Bell material. Uh, I was true. I was delivering booze for a place called the Flask Liquor, which is still on Ventura Boulevard. It was a high school job. Mm -hmm. And I was going up through the hills of Laurelwood. And it was one of these things where I I was like passing my friend Michelle's house on the way to drop the booze off during the summer. So I was like, yeah, I'll stop by and say hi to my friend Michelle. And she was living at home, but her mom was probably at work or something. And it was out of a movie. I knocked on the front door and the front door swung open. And... I then walked in and with the booze, with the booze, mm-hmm. actually booze was probably just heating up on the dash of the car. because <laughs> People love their Cuddy Sark at about 111 degrees. <laughs> and I, I walked in and I just remember walking in going, Michelle, like you home. And I heard music mm-hmm. playing like out in the courtyard and I walked around. And as I walked around two naked, beautiful women sunbathing in the courtyard But they were at such an angle where they're back. You know, I got a little side boob, but that was about all I could get. Yeah. And of course, like any red-blooded heterosexual, I went, oh, good God. And I ran around to go to the 
back of the get house. Get a better angle. Get a better, better get, angle. Get the all-22 look. <clears> right. Thing. So I went around, <laughs> and I... As it was like out of a movie, went into uh, Michelle's mom's bedroom because mm-hmm. that was the best view. I could look around, get a front view, and there's like a window up high. And I got up on this, you know, chest of drawers, <laughs> and I went to go look up. And as I was looking up, all I saw was their asses as they were going into the house. Somehow, in the 11 seconds, it told, <laughs> it took me to do one shoulder roll, right. slide over one car hood. <laughs> and make that sound in the cartoons they make when you just burn out your eyes right of that bubba da bubba da bubba. They had in that very moment decided to go back into the house. So now I'm in the back of the house. You're all in. And all I see is a half a ass cheek and they go in and they shut the door. And now I realize they're in the house and I'm trapped in the back You're of the all house. In. There's, There's no-, no back door. There's no way to escape. There's no way to get through the house other than to go back through and to get to the front door. And what's the explanation if you're caught anyway? What you're, am you're, I you're, doing in the back of the... What am locked. I doing in your mom's bedroom standing on a bureau? <laughs> no. like, so I do what any hero would do is I hide in the closet. <laughs> Well, what else shall I do? There's nothing else. There's to nothing do. else to do. There's no, no explanation. Last the, the, the door swinging open. They're never going to buy that part. Right. I hide in the closet and I just shut the door and I just listen. And of course, they come walking into the room I'm in and they're going to use the shower that's attached to the. And one of them gets into the shower. I think that's uh, Beth Ringwald. And Michelle, my other friend, is wandering around the house at some point. And I decide, well, it, used, it was two on one. Now I've even the odds. Yeah. And uh, I'm making a break for it. Right. And I, I, but I have no idea where she is in the house. I know Bess in the shower. And I go sneaking around the corner and I see her back. She's in the kitchen, still naked, in the back, talking on the phone. And I think if I can sprint down this little corridor, I can make it around without. And of course, she turns around and screams as I'm, and all, you know what I did? I started screaming too. It was, a, <laughs> it's great. effective. I, it was it was effective at the time. Right, that's all I could do. I, I acted as if I was a, I was a victim to some you degree. Were, I yes, mean, this you is were. A, this is a trap. You're almost. just a, you're just a man who was walking in the door of a friend's house, figuring so, that she's just around the corner reading a book, doing whatever normal people would do in the daytime. Yes, yes exactly. Yes. and then and then you did whatever normal red blooded yes. American males. Your hand was then figuratively caught or caught in the figurative cookie mm-hmm. jar. Mm-hmm. What else are you supposed to do? Yeah. So what happened after after that? Uh, she started screaming. I started screaming. I just ran out the door. Again, like a, like what a hero would do. And look, this is essentially what happened to Martha Stewart. <laughs> she, she In just, her stock trading deal, you mean? She did what any of us would have done if we would have got a phone call right. about some, you know, uh, erectile medis- medication that the FDA was going to pull off the market the day before. If a right. broker told us, you know, drop your Pfizer stock or Get whatever, we would have done it. Right. And then later on, you get put in jail because you lied about it. See, uh, sort of like the Saints thing, right? Yeah, now. everyone would. Everyone just did what I, what I would have done, but right. then the penalty is the screaming and the lying. Part. Right. Yeah, that's the penalty of it. Yeah, and uh, and that's a and that, so Beth does Beth did Beth Ringwald mm-hmm. Molly's sister mm-hmm. know about this at all until she this found book's out came later. Out. She, she did. found out later. Okay, yeah. so she's not just going to pick up not Taco Bell material and then find this. She may, but uh, no, and you know, really. I'd like to say that that I saw more than some side boob and half an ass cheek, but, but I really you didn't. tell the truth in this book. You're not going to yeah. embellish any of these no. facts. Is she the most famous person's sister you've ever seen half naked? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. There's not. There's nothing. There's nobody else. There's no. Uh, um. Well. You know. 
Justine Bateman has a sister that they don't talk about where I saw <laughs> some areola, but okay. it's not in the book. It's not in the book. Yeah, that yeah. hit the cutting room floor. Yeah. Your, your, mm-hmm. your, your editor didn't get the joke. No, and she it did didn't, not get the and joke. it didn't make it. Mm-hmm. Not Taco Bell material is available in bookstores, Amazon.com, and it's uh, – that's just just three of the hilarious stories that are in there. What do you think of your Rams? Here we are sitting in the middle of the summer. Mm-hmm. Are you are you um, excited about the fact that the coach Jeff Fisher, the mm-hmm. general manager, Les, mm-hmm. Les Snead, mm-hmm. have they have pushed some serious buttons mm-hmm. from March till now to remake the team, set themselves up for the future, first round draft choices, up the yin yang for the next couple of years. Does yeah. this excite you, or do you feel that this is this I, is just like you're you're on a treadmill right now? As a Rams I fan? I like Fisher. Like I I always felt like the Rams lacked attitude and swagger and that sort of aggressiveness and that you know obviously it, there's talent and then there's um, coaching, but somewhere in there in that. In the great teams, there's that je ne sais quoi. There's that, you know, we're the Steelers of the 70s and we beat, you know, we're the bullies. We don't get picked on. Right. You know what I mean? Like there's that sort of thing. And I felt like the Rams just really never had that. Like, I, I you know, it's like they had Jerome Bettis and they're like, uh, hit the bricks. And when they got rid of, uh, was it Jeff Green, outside linebacker? Is it Jeff Green? No, it was, it, uh, Green? it uh, was, it was yeah, Kevin, Kev- Green. Kevin Green. Kevin Green. Yeah, yeah. it's like Kevin Green. I always used him as an example because Kevin Green, Jeff Green's a guy I went to high school with. <laughs> you <laughs> saw his sister naked too. Yeah. Uh, right. Kevin Green was a guy who just played with a motor, played with a passion, was fired up. Was like, And it was like he didn't fit in with the Rams because the Rams were like docile and quiet and everything. And I just feel like I don't know what teams play with sort of less passion than the Rams. And I feel like it's always a reflection of their coach. And – I like Fisher a lot. I just I like the fact that the guy seems fired up and seems ready to go. I like the cop mustache. I like the fact that <laughs> he used to play DB for uh, SC and play and in the for league the Bears. And, and the Bears. And uh, so I think it's all going to begin with Fisher because I just feel like in the past their coaches have been sort of uh, look, it's, you know, more important that no one gets hurt out there. <laughs> we don't need to win. <laughs> Give out the orange wedges to yes, everybody at the that's practice. Right. But you you didn't feel that way about Vermeil, did you? Back in the <laughs> well, day? Well, it's or? funny because Vermeil was a, 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 a great coach who broke down and cried every time he tried <laughs> to speak about anything. Right. Like he'd literally be talking about some equipment a- after a preseason game and he would just come <laughs> apart. Like it was, it was right. great. And he also, I don't know why Dick Vermeil always reminded me of a lesbian, but he looked like if you put the right frames on him and you put him in the right sweater, he had that. He had a Mrs. Doubtfire quality he, to him, is yes, what you're saying? he could have easily... Could... Yes, yes. Tootsie? He had, he had a, a, a lesbian Tootsie vibe to him. I liked Vermeil, although, I mean, they won a Super Bowl with Vermeil, obviously, but I don't know if Vermeil was a great coach or not, or it was just the greatest show on turf. Like, uh, Well, you had to put the pieces to it. It was more, you know, you know how it works. I mean, sure. it's more than just rolling the football. Yes, out. and I, I like Vermeil, but I still like that. You, you know, I, I like it when you see Bill Cower like, slobbering on the sideline. Like, I love that coach who's yelling so much that spittle's just flying out right. of his mouth and he's yelling at the refs and he's yelling at his coaches and that passion. And I just feel like the Rams 
have been missing that over the last few years. I don't think I'm just thinking in the back of my head now, as you said that, is there anybody in the NFL who does that anymore? You know what I mean? Like yeah. the Belichick way of, of mm-hmm. coaching, the stoic. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know Rex sometimes is emotive on the sideline, but I, right. I mean, even Cowher's successor, Tomlin, you right. can never tell if they're winning or losing just by the look on his face. Right. There's not really the, that yeah. guy. And Romeo Cornell sometimes, it, it, Lovey yeah. Smith, you're wondering if he's, if he's right. thinking about what's for dinner that night. I'm sure he's not, but the, right. you, you just can't. Yeah, tell him more. He looks, <laughs> sometimes he looks just like, like he's sick. thinking about it. Yeah, and 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 possibly skipping ahead to brunch the following day. <laughs> um, I there are even guys don't even wear weird hats anymore. Like I miss, I miss that, that Bob Phillips thing. Come I miss on. the crazy exactly. outfit. So, by the way, here's why Coach needs a hat. You know why Coach needs a hat? No, because when something goes wrong, cut. Yes. Turn it like you need some to throw on the ground. Yes. That's why we don't get that anymore. That's my. That's my. You know my point. Yeah, you have the Jason. headset. Maybe the headset is ruining. I don't know. Bump it Phillips. could be could, that. You'd have to make. You have to modify the cowboy <laughs> hat so it fit over the headset. Maybe well, that's screwing it up. But you have uh, Belichick right. with his Susie Chaffee. You know. <laughs> I call, it, I call it. I call it the staying alive look. Yeah, if you remember the the Travolta follow up. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, he had that sort of headband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and the, the, the sequel. Answer. Right, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, he always wears that when it's cold. Belichick. Yeah. He does not care what he looks like. He trained Flat with out. Sly Stallone to get in shape for that <laughs> part. Did. How homoerotic <laughs> would that have been? Like mid eighties. <laughs> Fresh, fresh off of uh, perfect. Yes, with, uh, perfect with Jess uh, with Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis yeah, and the Sly, leg warmers. Yeah, over at Sly's house, poolside. Yeah, dolphin shorts, greased up. He, he's fresh off of rhinestone. Working the hack slide. Yeah, explaining that you need quads <laughs> to be a professional dancer, John. I'm gonna mold you just like I'm molding myself for Rocky. Oh, that's very homoerotic. They don't have hats anymore. You're yeah, right. They, need they hats. don't. Well, they they do the visor. A lot of these coaches do visors. Yeah, vi- visors. What? That's women's softball. But that's you, like it's college softball. <laughs> you visor. But no, it, I want a hat. I want you know the yeah. Tom Landry or the Bum Phillips thing. I want a coach who's a screamer. Yes, I, I want, want a coach who's a screamer. I want uh, him to throw her. I, I, I want all that. I'm stuff. with you. I'm I'm with you on that front. I just don't know why they don't do that anymore. Jason Garrett. I mean, he's like he looks like a CEO out there yeah. on the sideline. Yeah, Parcells. The Parcells of the world are they're done. Yeah, I mean, I bet they're the, over. The, the best we had was Singletary with that life size wooden cross. Yeah, yeah it was actually <laughs> bigger than Jesus's actual cross, and, and he's swinging around his neck. But yeah, that's gone too. That's that thing gone. was a fire hazard, right? <laughs> like, if that caught on fire, the whole stadium would go up, right? Well, that's why the Niners had to let him. Yeah, go. they had to let him. Go. You know, it's a I fire mean, hazard. It was yeah, understand? it was a state code situation. Yeah, yeah you're not wrong. That's a combustible. We don't want to have to call in one of those, one of those, you know, C one thirties that drops the fire retardant on you if your life you can't have it. Crucifix actually goes up. What, what is your take on the Saints situation right now, Adam? Because Ooh, I, mean, I know yeah. that's the, the, right now. That is that is the the hornet's nest I, for the league right you know, now. I, the third rail. It, well, right now I mean, of the, the league. I feel. Look, um, it. I don't think that anyone should be made an example of i feel like the the punishment should fit the crime and whatever that punishment is is whatever that punishment is but the making example of you know what i mean mm-hmm. i mean look if if you ripped off a sack of funyuns from a 7-eleven and it normally would be met with a fine and uh, a, you know, a weekend in jail right i don't want somebody coming in and going but hold on 
we've had, we're making an example. Mm-hmm. This time, you're doing 35 years, and you're doing it in the hole. Like, but then that's not fair to you. So you think the, the commissioner's punishment right now is is too harsh i think i think what happens in the nfl is sometimes guys get off with a hand slap over you know killing somebody in a vehicle when they're drunk and then three of those events happen and then something else happens that's a much lesser crime now we have to make an example so because we weren't tough enough in the past with certain things we're going to have to overcompensate in the present with certain things and it never really feels like justice to me because some people got off with almost nothing and some people are having career ending judgments go down against them. Right. Vilma with, you know, what, one year, one year. suspension, mm-hmm. ever basically doing what every linebacker historically, I mean, look, every, I was Dick Butkus, you know, when you see him trying to twist people's heads off, right. you know, when they're down in the middle of the scrum. I mean, so you don't like what's happening. I'm I'm, I'm reading in between I, the lines I, here. And I you're would just... say, uh, so obviously, you... bounties, not a good thing. And especially when you get specific, like talking about the guy's got a bad ACL and go for the ACL or he's been concussed, you know, right. throw a forearm at him when he comes over the middle and blah, blah, blah. Obviously, the specifics didn't sound great. Uh, but. It's an unspoken that everybody is attempting to hit everyone as hard as humanly possible, thus possibly causing injury. And I think that they went a little over the top with some of the punishments. Mm-hmm. I, and I think a one-year suspension is is that's a that's that's a, that's a lot of down. livelihood. And you know, uh, there's tax revenue. I mean, look at it that way. Right. I mean, the guy, if the guy's making a couple million bucks a year, there goes 500 grand that could have just uh, went into rebuilding a levy mm-hmm. <laughs> or something. <laughs> you know, and they I don't need, know what they, they do over their, there. Yeah, they, well, they, they need their levies. Yeah, they need they, their levies. They've got to have their levies. Mm-hmm. You're not wrong. Yeah. Um, so uh, I have to break also this news to you that um, I have forwarded the concept of a third goalpost. <laughs> Two folks in the league, and I, I would uh, the words I would believe uh-huh. in response, mm-hmm. um, non-starter, really non-starter. Mm-hmm. It's just that's just mm-hmm. I, you, know, you I, might I, you, you might just be way camera? too out of your where's time. My where's your camera? Right where's there? my camera? Yeah, is that my camera? That is your camera. Okay, you know who else was a non-starter in this league? Oh, I don't know, Tom Brady, and now he has eleven Super Bowls. <laughs> so he was a guy who didn't start. I think he's doing fine. You know who else was a non-starter? Who else was a non-starter? Kurt Warner was a non-starter in this league. And now he has 14 Super Bowl rings. You know who else they wouldn't let start in this league? Who's that? A little cat by the name of Warren Moon. And now you can see him in Canton, Mississippi. It's Ohio. I'm on a roll. I'm on a roll. It's Canton, Mississippi. Where he has a head made out of alabaster or possibly bronze. That's right. So there's a lot of non-starters that turn out just fine. Thank you. And history has been very kind to some of these non-starters. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be just another non-starter that ends up in Mississippi. <laughs> it's so- Canton, Mississippi. It's Ohio. It's Ohio. Huh? It's Ohio. Where's the baseball? <laughs> huh? It's- yeah, I, 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 despite your uh, uh, passion plea right there, mm-hmm. again, seeing that third goal post Hold down on. the middle for a five-pointer. My bust and head <laughs> will end up in Mississippi. 
when the dust settles on my career. On Brett Favre's lawn or something like mm-hmm. that. <laughs> You'll be the guy right there on the lawn, the Adam mm-hmm. Carolla. Jockey. Yeah, mm-hmm. the jockey on the lawn. Mm-hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, um, we're just going to have to keep on um, like spitballing. Well, that's that's what we're all the greats to keep do. On spitballing. Well, I love the idea of the, the, the five-point pole. Let's right at least the raise the up. We're going to do so it. We don't, that, that, that we're going to, that I will, up. that I'm still pounding that the table on. Through. That I can, I'm going to try. Who, who would object I'm going to, to try. That? It's like these, you know, they have these like archaic laws and stuff where they go like, well, in Anna, Alabama, there's just no law that prevents a man from having sex with a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> and then every once in a while it comes up right. and they vote it down. Who has a problem with this? You know, what I mean? like what I'm saying is like sure. who go who says I think a man should be allowed to have sex with a squirrel and you'll not get my vote. Adding six foot onto the height of the upright would solve many a problem with these big footed sidewinders and the balls going right over the top of those things. It happens every year. And by the way, ever since I started counting, it really started right. happening a lot. <laughs> I know. And, and I, I know you handle your own Twitter account at Adam Carolla. I don't know mm. how often you monitor your every feed. day. Okay. Anytime it happens on yes. a Sunday, Thursday or, right. or, or Monday night, I get Thousands of tweets right. from there people it goes saying, again. Like, there it goes again. Corolla, he needs, he needs to be heard. That's what these tweets basically say. But we agree that it's humanly impossible. Mm-hmm. If Sebastian Janikowski is attempting a 27-yard field goal. He could put it over the stadium. And he puts it literally 14 feet, 25 feet above the upright. And the ball's traveling at 80 miles an hour. Yes. For the guy, the 65-year-old with cataracts and vertigo, to look straight up that pole into the night air and see that ball blazing past the top of the thing, whether it would have careened in or careened out or bounced off and hit the turf. No chance. No chance chance. of him correctly saying definitively where that ball would have went. Well, uh, in the past year, um, this podcast and talking about it, 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 it... Aided. I'm not going to say we were we were an integral part, but taking away the shots during our draft coverage of of draftees on the cell phones, flat out tipping the picks like you knew it was going to be drafted. All you see mm-hmm. is so we were pounding the table on that. Mm-hmm. I think we had played a very small part in getting that changed. Yes, this podcast mm-hmm. is now going to make this along with the tuck rule because that, no. that that that's an abomination that yes. must be stopped. Of course, uh, this and the tuck rule is our mantra. Yes. We're going to get this thing through. And the squirrel thing. And the squirrel thing. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll leave that to your podcast. I'll work on that. You know, that. You, have, you have a few more downloaders than you. Yeah. Know what I mean? Okay, I'll work on that. So, All right, that'll be my thing. Yeah, my my uh, New England uh, producer just said, don't you dare bash the tuck wolf in my ear. Uh, <laughs> it's but, okay to win if you, like, I... I it, those were the rules. The You're key, playing, they're playing within the what rules. What is the, I still don't know what the rule is and it's, nobody knows it, what it's there for. I have been told what it is there for is to remove the gray area. Mm. That if it's coming down, you know... It is now going to be an incomplete pass. And I'm like, well, the whole concept is it all it does is add gray area. To me, when a passer is bringing the ball down, that is the clearest indication possible that he is no longer intending to throw. Well, either, so if he is bringing the ball down and being hit, that well, would be called a fumble. But it's it's by it's it's any like standard. it's like you have created a number between one and two, or a <laughs> yes. meal or a meal between lunch and brunch. It, it's unnecessary. It's, unnecessary. it's either arm in motion, right. Right. which we can definitive pretty definitively figure out whether right. the guy was in the throwing motion or not. And if his arm wasn't in a throwing motion, 
then it's a fumble. No question. We don't need one it's and simple. a half. No, we, we have don't. one and we have two. I think that's it. it. It's the the linear of of the rule book. Yes. In between lunch and dinner, it's the linear of, un, un, of the rule book. Completely unnecessary. And by the way, that squirrel thing. Yeah. We call that the tuck roll. Too. <laughs> But I'll work on it. In all 50 states. Yeah. In all 50 states. Not just not mm-hmm. just what you were saying. Mm-hmm. Adam, I love when you come on this show, man. And I love coming on yours, too. Um, iTunes also. Um, where else can they get ah, your podcast? You all iTunes. over the place, right? It's free. Yes. It's free. for free. And how many, and how many podcasts are under your label now? Oh, geez. At least six or seven. I mean, you're just expanding yes. the podcast yeah, but, brand in that respect. Well, it's, it's really nice because... Um, it's nice. I just sort of call it a pirate ship. Right. And uh, it's tough in this town because you have to rely on other people for employment. If you're an actor, you have to audition for jobs. You know, there's the amount of radio jobs out there is, you know, slim to none. Right. And, you know, you make up TV pilot. It doesn't go. You know, it's it's tough. And the thing that's nice is we can control our own destiny, as they say in the NFL around playoff time all the time. That's right. And that's what I'm doing. I have a warehouse. I built a studio. I have a podcast. We do live shows. We sell books. We have advertisers and sponsors. And we people go to Amazon and click through our website and boom, feed the blow a little wind in the sail of the pirate ship. And I'm no longer counting on any executives from CBS or Fox or NBC to green light, whatever it is I'm currently working on. And I'm done. I'm Full pirate ship right. going for the horizon, doing my own thing. Content and pipeline. That's I mean, right. You, you, you got it all in, in one. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's the end of – that's it. If you can that's do it, it yourself, I mean, why not yes, do it yourself? Yes, you don't – we're living in a time where you don't need distribution. I mean, it used to be artist eyes, mm-hmm. and then somewhere in between was networks, distribution, satellites, antennas, and all that kind of stuff. Now, you just go straight. You just bring it. Straight, just mainline it, uncut, unstepped on. No, no baby laxative. Do you have people who are pitching you all the time? This is my podcast. I want you to oh, yeah, pick yeah, it up do. and stuff like that. Yeah, you do. Well, it, the the thing about the podcast, it's funny because people say all the time, like, and 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 that's the beauty of sports. I mean, I think that's what we all. I have this theory that we we're all secretly attracted to sports because we know how pure it is, in the sense that. When you turn on the NFL on Sunday or Thursday, thank you, or Monday thank night, you. yes, um, you will or Sunday night on occasion, you will see the best players in the world at their positions out on that field. Right. There's no, oh, you know that cornerback, his dad owns the team, <laughs> right? So, right. No, it doesn't matter no, who they doesn't. know. It's great. It's great in sports. Obviously, in business, you know. Hell, Hell, if you're the president, your son be- can be- become the president. Although Shanahan, Mike Shanahan, we talked about this with Arakpo earlier in the week, mm-hmm. Brian Arakpo, you know, Mike Shanahan did name his son. Yeah, the there's a coordinator, l- coordinator there's a but not, that, not, not right. quarterback. I mean, there, True. And right. there, is, there is some of that nepotism in coaching, but we know the guys on the field are the best players in the world, and that's it. Right. It doesn't matter what their history is. It doesn't matter where they come from. It doesn't matter what color they are. It doesn't matter what religion they are. It does not matter. Well, if they're Jews, they're probably kept off the field. But that's their own thing. The problem is this. I was on a roll. The problem is this. Yes. In showbiz, you never know. It's a lot of who goes to the tennis club with who and who knows this oh, guy yeah, and who knows that sure. guy. There's a lot of insider trading going on right. and all that. And sports is pure. And nobody sits home and sees 
um, Dwayne Wayne goes, oh, I can do a better job than that. Right. Come on. I work with a guy that's funnier than, you know, and that's what we do. Well, the great thing about the podcast is it's that it's that way. It, there's, I don't know, 2 million podcasts. Yes. There's, there's 250,000 on iTunes. Absurd number. And everyone says, well, how do I start a podcast? That's not the question. It's not starting a podcast. It's like saying, you know, how do I play for the Miami Heat? Well, right. It's, that's not the question. It's, it's you got to be good. And mm-hmm. I like that part of it. And you not only do you have to be good, but you have to stay good. Because I don't care who you are, Joe Namath with the Rams, whoever. Right. The second you stop being good, out, you're gone for a guy they've never heard of. And that's what I like about this. And it all starts, though, with the fire in the belly, which is what yes. Not Taco Bell material is all about. So that's right. Just trying to bring this stuff full circle for you. I love you, know, you, baby. Same to you. Adam Carolla, Not Taco Bell material. It's on the New York Times bestseller list. Let's get it higher. Thanks so much. Thanks, to Rich. See you. Always a pleasure. The one and only Adam Carolla on the Rich Eisen podcast. Love that man. Adam Carolla. Not Taco Bell material available in a bookstore near you, Amazon.com, and uh, I would suggest you go get it. I mean, the, the, the guy is a natural-born storyteller, and uh, that, story, that book is chock full of them. And once we begin uh, finish reading the book, do you want to give it away, Chris Law? Yeah, absolutely. We should, we'll, uh, we'll do another uh, Twitter contest. By the way, my jersey arrived uh, to, uh, our, I believe, the fellow that won was in Sweden. Okay. And all the other prizes have arrived. So all of our Twitter winners got Where, the Joe so Walsh CDs. This is a show of its word, yes. in other words. I, Excellent. I got the got the uh, FedEx receipt confirmation, all of that oh. that it that it went through. Good for you. So good for you. I'm currently looking up in our NFL index whether Hyman is bleeped out or not. I'm not sure if uh, <laughs> if I have to bleep that wait, or well, not. That, that was for the TV show. It, well, oh, that, that was, was for the TV show. That was a TV show. So wait, is uh, so do are we? Do we have a ruling? I don't know. What's the ruling? Uh, I'll have to get back to you on that. I, think I mean, it's... I, I mean, that's a technical term. That should be fine, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, we didn't have to. We didn't have to. Uh, we didn't have to bleep. Um... What you're referring to for those audio listeners yes. is we taped a television close with Adam Carolla asking him which rule he would like to do away with, one last chance before he left to be a commissioner for the moment and change a rule in the rule book. He would like to remove the break the plane. That you, know you should be have to physically get your entire body into the end zone as opposed to just reaching the ball, or across. at least the whole ball. You know, when you come to a well, you'd stop. have to change everything. You, you so, know, we only had a minute to discuss it, so I couldn't get into it. You have to change everything because that's how first downs are measured. It's just yeah. the advancing I, a ball. Yeah, that's I what it is. I, I think that's he comes up with some great stuff. That was a poor ruling by him because it's well, in every sport. Well, I mean, I think, hockey it cl- cr- crosses the line in soccer. It but, cl- football, well, in soccer but football, football no. is football. In is, soccer, the whole ball has to be over the line. And the same thing with the puck. Yeah. The whole puck has got to be over the uh What the, what the, the hell do I know then? <laughs> I, think Nothing. They, I think they could take it a little bit further, get some modern technology in there, put a chip in the ball, maybe a Jim laser. Jim Nance said that. A laser across the goal line. Jim Nance says that that has been – but he told that to me in our first Super Bowl in Houston, Patriots and um, Carolina Panthers said that at that time, the league was working on putting a chip in a football that lasers, when beamed on it, the football would light up if it ever and you got know, past. Exactly. And here we are now, nine years later, and that hasn't happened. You'd think you'd be able to get to that. I just don't know if they're if that you know. Not a priority. Put a chip and a football. Yeah, it starts. I don't know. Starts, That's starts what the chains are for, man. Instant replay. You're already parsing this thing left and right. But I would think that you know now you're going to look at replay. Was the entire body in the end zone? 
Yeah, then limbs but start going out of bounds, though. He said the thing that really bothered him is that the ball, you know, is sort of breaking the football hymen, is what he said. That's what I was getting at. Yes. And uh, we're going to put that on. Uh, we're going to put that on TV. Yeah, see, uh, maybe. run that up the flagpole and see how it flies. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. I'm okay with it. Work, work it up the flagpole, Brockman. Brockman's okay with it. Well, listen, <laughs> we have to wrap up this podcast because Law's got a meeting to get to. Oh. And <laughs> we, can't, we can't have it late. So, Brockman, why don't you get to the international shout-out of the week? Well, here's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm, I'm scrolling. Through uh, I've your ha- Twitter feed? I, yeah, I've had... At Chris underscore Brockman. At Chris underscore Brockman. I've had Are you up over 1,000 followers? I am at 1,073 oh. now. How does this guy I've have have got. I've picked up 75 in the last few days. Oh. Thank you very much. Law. The retweet of Rich's cake was a hit. I gotta, I gotta <laughs> Rich's birthday cake I gotta from pick Sunday. Up my, I got to pick up my game. That was, that was a hit. Okay. Um, well, the thing is, people are requesting from uh, the UK and Australia, which are two places I've already... I don't know if you could give it to people who are, I've are asking for it. I've already shouted out to... I did see someone from New Zealand wanted a shout-out. Oh, that's a good one. Let's do that. Our international shout-out of the week. New Zealand. Huzzah. I, I feel like he needs to come prepared with this in advance. This is his one. Are you this serious? Is his one Law? bit each week. Don't on you the have podcast, a meeting to go to? And we do need to meet about this. Actually, let's not discuss this in public. Let's have a meeting about your international <laughs> shoutouts, and let's meet uh, about the open that is as stale as. Someone, Eight month old cheese. Someone said they want There's Frank There's mold Caliendo. growing on that opening. You got Caliendo. Caliendo. We've had some really mm-hmm. funny guests lately, man. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to start the taking Caliendo the best Mooch of the moment. week. The best of the week of each week, and that'll be the opening. That requires a that requires, week. That, that requires a weekly endeavor. I got to have a meeting about it to make you sure. Seriously, it, meet with uh, your superiors to see if you can set a time to discuss it. <laughs> you sons of bitches. <laughs> Should we should we do an open for the TV show for the, for the new season? No, I don't know. I like the TV show like coming up out open. of the dark. Yeah, I, I, I like it. I like it. I like it. I do too. I was just curious. Um, like speaking it. of the TV, show. by the way, that that was based on uh, the the idea behind that. Uh, one of my favorite TV shows of all time, the Larry Sanders Show. If you ever remember that, it comes up cold. Like it comes up. up. Well, it either you hear. Um, he starts. You hear either the conversation that's right. already taking place on the show with the laugh track as it's on a, bla- a, a dark screen, or you hear Hank Kingsley, "Hey now," firing right. up the crowd. You know that's the sign. It doesn't say applause. You know it doesn't say applesauce. It says applause. You know, and you hear that as the credits are burning over a black screen. I liked that always. And when we started the podcast, I said, "Let's do that." Now, some folks in programming no, said it. they didn't. They didn't right. like that. That's the first, you know, a program begins in black. Why are we talking about this now when we can have a meeting about this? Come on. Come Seriously, on. we're that's wasting that's valuable point. time of our listeners right now we, we, who no. have downloaded this and are now true, listening true. to something that we could do offline in a conference room. I'm sensing Law, some, you, again. Law, you know, you know the inner workings of this place in terms of acquiring a conference room to meet. Can you, can you arrange for that? Look, uh, we need to go, Jeff Schaefer. We need to have a meeting to talk about, about the meeting. Call, call me crazy, but I'm picking up a little bit of sarcasm out of both no. of your voices. So why yeah, would you? So. Why would you? There's no reason to think that. Seriously, zero. Yep, I'm definitely getting a little bit of sarcasm. And, 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 tongue in cheek. In the meantime, you have a meeting to get to. We should make the programming note, though, that uh, the month of August... We're off television. We're off television because of all the preseason games, and it's Which, just going to be crazy way, for everybody. Which, by the way, through the roof. Yeah. Even five-day-old 
preseason games. People love it. Football. People love it. But in season, we're coming back. We're coming back stronger. We're coming back on Fridays. Are we really? With a are we with really? a consistent are time we really? slot. Are we really doing that? Do we have a good time slot? I mean, I know the Thursday we need to meet. Was... We need to meet. Come on. Oh, boy. Not here. We need to meet. Someone email me to talk about having yeah, a Yeah, actually send them the, the – I love the Outlook meeting messages that come up where I have to check that I accept. Right, and I'm going to attend. I would actually – you know, it's just accept or reject. I would like the button, you know, for fantasy, like uh, decline and counter. Ooh, I, wanna, I want a counter offer. A counter. Oh, yeah. this a is what we call a counter, counter just like in your offer. fantasy f- baseball or I like football. That. I think you're on. Why something. is there no Outlook button of decline and counter? It's like I'll come, but I, I don't, don't want these two people. To meet. I do not wish to meet under these circumstances. I would like to meet at a different place and a time. different location. I will not accept until I until I am told what food will be served uh-huh. at the meeting. Or if this person is not taken off the invite list. There has to be, with the NFL media, a, a separate budget for catering for these meetings. Like a full – do you get any water? Because the amount of times that you meet, Chris, there are meals that could be missed, and you could seriously cramp up the amount of times that you Hydration meet if you, are not, if you are not drinking enough water. Got to stay hydrated. I was invited to a big boy table meeting with uh, Kat Chan-Smith and B-Lock where we brainstormed your guys' uh, schedule release show. Okay. And that one was catered. Full food, spread, you know, water. How do you even remember that meeting from the, the, that's like the far, you got trees and a lot of forest there, man. Yeah, I know. How can you tell the difference? How can you even remember? They must bleed all together. This story of my meetings is becoming more (laughs) of a fish story than the Aaron Andrews. Ah, let's not get carried Mm. away. (laughs) You thought Aaron Andrews was Jen Brown. I, Next week, we, who do we, we've got uh, Anthony Jeselnik, the Anthony comedian. Uh, we've, uh, I think they're, they've just announced they're roasting Roseanne Barr. I did hear Next. that. Comedy Central is also roast. re-airing all of those roasts. Where you've been to a bunch of those, too. Uh, the did you were at the Sheen Shatner one? one? I was not at the Sheen okay. one. Shatner was the last one I went to, and I was at the, the Hefner one. And oh, I love gotcha. when that gets re-aired because that was three weeks after 9-11, and the whole place was ready to laugh. Need, everyone needed to And that's now also, good Lord, over 10 years ago, and I have hair. Was that out here or was that at the Friars that was, No, that was, that was not. A, it was at neither. It was at the, uh, the uh, New York Hilton. Ah. The New York Hilton. And um, I'll tell that story next week. We don't need to. Okay. That is a, that's a heck of a story. That's where I met uh, I met Jeff Ross a couple of weeks before that. But anyway, Jezelneck is now he's like the new guard of yeah. of the uh, roast comedians. He's yeah. great, and he's a big Steeler fan. He's oh, on nice. next week. Do we have anyone else booked right now? We don't, do we? I thought. What we, do we got? What I, do you? I thought we're, we did. We're working some fronts. We're efforting, efforting some fronts. I don't know about this. We need. I thought. How we, do I not know about I this? Thought we is it because we didn't have a meeting. <laughs> we need to have a meeting about about who possibly yeah, meeting. Let's meet. Book about. Let's meet. Before uh, Chris has a meeting. Which... What well, is the 4th of July? So, you know, it is tough next week to, I know. Get, to get some guests. But we'll, uh... Does that mean you're going to edit this on the 4th of July? Yes. Time and a half, brother. You got it. Hey. <laughs> hey. Thanks, Chris Law. Absolutely. Thanks, Chris Brockman. You got it, Now, Rich. Law, please change the open before your meeting. Oh, God. Or after. Next week's show, new open. All right. Next week's show. Is that a guarantee? Do you guarantee. personally guarantee that's a, freshness? That's a guarantee. Very good. And also watch The Great Escape this Sunday night. Where are we at this week? We are at the USS Hornet. Excellent. We are trying to escape a monster aircraft carrier. 
that uh, also in peacetime, their job, the main job of the USS Hornet was to pluck the capsules out of the ocean after the astronauts landed. Wow. And uh, in between stages two and three, as the contestants must make a 300-yard dash across the inside of the USS Hornet, they will pass through the spot where Neil Armstrong first went from the capsule to his quarantine chamber. And uh, that's part of the insanity of The Great Escape this week. Awesome. On TNT, Sunday night, 10 Eastern Time. Please watch that stuff. Please watch that. Thank you, Chris Long. Absolutely. Thanks, Rich. Chris Brockman. Peace out. Stay listening.